Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 105 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich with you. Bob Stoffer away this week. He'll be back on Monday. Coming up in this hour, we'll hear from Reed Wilkins in studio at 135. Up next, it's Kelly Bookberger, former Oiler player, former Oiler assistant, uh, spent last season with the Islanders, and now he is the head coach of the Tri-City Americans. We'll get to Kelly in 20 seconds or so. Oilers Now, as always, is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex has our office printer and supply needs covered they do it all and could be doing it for you right now you can call on our oilers now hotline 780-496-0063 brought to you by the river Cree resort and casino they have the little river band on august 16th and that's where we'll go right now as we bring aboard kelly to the show kelly congratulations uh, on the new job and uh, how are you doing thanks brandon i'm um, doing great i'm still in tri-cities um, just getting everything ready before I come back home to Edmonton. Awesome stuff. Well, the best part about uh, the timing is that you avoided Bob, so you get to do the interview with me today. So, <laughs> just giving him you a hard tell time. Him that too. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah, let's talk about uh, the timing of the move here. Of course, uh, would it be safe to say there was sort of some uncertainty uh, with the Islanders? Lots of changes uh, for uh, you know that team on the ice, and uh, you know from a management and uh, coaching level as well this off season. So how did this uh, all sort of come about for you with the timing? Well, uh, once Garth and uh, Dougie got let go on the island and uh, they didn't really, they let a couple assistant coaches go earlier also. And then I, I went to the development camp and I talked to Lou and Barry Trotz about everything and they couldn't give me an answer for sure, but they give me the go ahead to talk to other teams uh, if there was any interest. And, uh, I wanted to be a head coach uh, moving forward, and um, there wasn't a lot of opportunities in the American League at that time, and um, there was only a couple in the Western League, so we reached out to Bob Torrey and uh, talked to Bob a couple times, and uh, it worked out. 
Just uh, before we move on to what's ahead, how much fun was that for you last year getting a chance to, uh, you know, work with a bunch of your buddies there uh, with the Islanders and Doug Waite, of course, as the head coach? It, you know, it was great. Uh, anytime you get to work with your friends, um, it, it is a really good experience. Uh, we had a great start to the season. And unfortunately, um, in the last quarter, um, we failed miserably. And, and it's all on us, and we know that. Um, we thought we could keep the ship on the right path, and, and unfortunately, we couldn't keep the puck out of our net. And um, so, unfortunately, when you have stuff like that, uh, there's changes being made, and, uh, and we were all part of it. Well, uh, moving on ahead now and uh, forward with uh, the Tri-City Americans, an exciting new opportunity for you. You did spend some time, uh, you know, as a head coach way back in uh, Springfield, in Springfield uh, 2007 and 2008, but uh, you've been an assistant coach for a long time since then. So I guess maybe what did you learn, uh, Kelly, over the years as an assistant that will make you, uh, you know, a better head coach today? Well, Unfortunately, we went through a lot of coaches in Edmonton uh, through the years that I was assistant coach, and you learn a lot from everybody, and uh, there's things you want to do that you've seen them do, and and there's things that uh, obviously you you probably wouldn't do. And it was a good experience being with all the coaches. Um, You really learn a lot throughout the years, and if you're not learning, you're not getting any better. So with the coaches that I had, um, from Craig McTavish to Pat Quinn, I could go down the list of the coaches. So, uh, I learned a lot from them all, and um, and we'll use that experience with uh, the kids in Tri-Cities. So tell me about uh, Kelly as a head coach compared to Kelly as the player. We know uh, you were a leader on the ice, you worked hard, you like to muck it up a little bit, uh, but how do you, uh, you know, change as a coach, especially with the way, uh, you know, the game is uh, changing to more speed and skill today? Yeah, and we know that. That uh, I think I, I'm more of a player's coach. Um, I relate with the younger players. Well, I did player development for the Oilers for a couple of years and really got to know the young players and, and spent a lot of time with them. So we know the game has changed a lot. Um, the skill level is great for the game. And uh, we have some skill here, and it's a matter of putting everybody in their in their roles where they they get good quality ice time for each other, and they keep developing and getting to the goal where they want to reach. And that's probably going to be the NHL one day. Yeah, you mentioned uh, working uh, in development here with the Oilers. You also played in the WHL uh, back in '84 to '86, so you know uh, what it's like for these kids. Um, but how much of it is building relationships today? Uh, and you just talked about a little bit about that, but maybe expand on it here. Just how key is that with these uh, young kids to earn their trust, uh, you know, early uh, as a coach here and building that relationship moving forward? That's probably number one to start building a relationship with the kids and uh, earning their trust and, and vice versa. And as long as they get to know each other uh, and, uh, and then you get to know them well and, and there's a lot of things moving young kids away from maybe a smaller town in, in Western Canada and uh, into a different path and, and sometimes a different uh, country. And uh, there's a lot of different things that are going, coming their way, and you just got to be prepared to help them out as much as possible and, uh, and get the best out of them. Now, you worked a lot uh, on the power play uh, with the Islanders as well. Did you? Is that correct, Kelly? Yes, I did, Joe. Well, a lot of skill there, no doubt about that. So, um, 
tell me about what your plan is uh, here for the power play uh, with Tri-City. Well, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't know the players quite well yet. I'm um, going to watch some video of, uh, of them in the past year and see what we have. Uh, probably going to try and run the same type of power play as we did in, uh, in, Ant- or in uh, Long Island. And um, pretty simple. It's pretty much what everybody else is doing. It's a one-three-one, and you got to have good movement, and you, you got to be able to win those battles in the blue paint. You mentioned early in the interview, Bob Tory. Uh, I believe he listens to the show a little bit because uh, Bob knows him quite well. But uh, maybe just talk about the relationship with him um, and uh, the process of uh, you know getting the job in Tri-City. Like, did you know Bob uh, closely at all throughout your playing years or your coaching years? I met him a couple times before, and uh, and I've actually spent the last three days with him. We're like a married couple. We're, <laughs> we're, at, the, we're at the point where we're going out to eat, and uh, we're checking our phones instead of chit-chatting. <laughs> but uh, I, I love Bob's energy. He's got a lot of energy for, for his team, and... Uh, He's treated me nothing like gold, nothing like gold for the last three days, and uh, he's been really helpful um, getting set up here in Tri Cities, and uh, really looking forward to working with Bob because uh, he's got a great past in this league. He's worked every position, and uh, he's got a passion uh, for the WHL and, and what goes on in it. So you mentioned you're coming uh, back to Edmonton here for the summer. How much of the summer do you still uh, spend here in Edmonton? Well, we still own our house in Edmonton, and um, uh, we'll, I'll end up coming back here probably around the 17th of August. We have rookie camp on the 22nd, so we'll just get prepared for all that and moving forward. Well, maybe we'll have to get you uh, in studio with Bob when he's uh, back from holidays at some point or maybe over the phone again as well, Kelly. But I appreciate you taking some time today. I'm sure it's uh, been a busy few days for you. Congratulations, though, on the new gig, and uh, we wish you the best of luck. Well, thanks for having me. Have a great rest of the summer. Thank you. That's uh, Kelly Bookberger, new uh, head coach of the Tri-City Americans, formerly uh, an assistant coach with the Oilers, spent last season with the Islanders, and uh, now an exciting new opportunity for him moving forward. Steve Hamilton, by the way, today also named uh, a WHL head coach with the Calgary Hitman. So... Good for Steve to get another chance here after four years with uh, the Oil Kings as a head coach. I believe he was on the staff for eight years or so, but uh, great to see a good guy like that get another opportunity here. We wish him the best of luck with Calgary as well, and we'll hopefully get uh, Steve on the show tomorrow. It's 1.15 in Edmonton right now. We will take a, a quick timeout. We have Reed Wilkins sliding by at 1.35. I have a lot of text messages to get to. On T.O., on the Oilers' top six. On Alish Hemsky, would you invite him to a PTO? Any other players you would consider on a PTO? That's all ahead on Oilers. Now you can text us 630-630. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, 
Store, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. It's 117 in Edmonton. Back here on Oilers Now, Brendan Ulrich with you. The Oilers with some news here today as we get to NHL today. Brought to you by our friends over at Elite Promotional Sportswear. Elite Promotional Marketing, rather, more than just sportswear. Where did my sheet go? That's great. Here it is. Late yesterday, the Preds signed goaltender UC Soros to a three-year contract worth $4.5 million. We'll get to the other news in a second. The Islanders, by the way, have signed defenseman Ryan Pollock to a two-year contract. They have yet to release the dollar terms on the deal. I mentioned uh, in an interview with uh, Jonathan Willis that maybe... Darnell Nurse will sign a two-year deal similar to the value on this contract. They were in the same draft class. Nurse went ahead of Pollock, uh, but Pollock had uh, more points last season, 32 points in 68 games. Nurse had six goals and 26 points in 82 games. They play a little bit of a different style, of course, but uh, similar production there for the most part. We mentioned the WHL news of the day, the Calgary Hitman hiring. Former Oil Kings head coach Steve Hamilton to be their 10th head coach in a franchise history. And the Tri-City Americans hired Kelly Bookberger, who we just had on the show moments ago. The Oiler news today is that they've signed Evan Bouchard to his entry-level contract after he was drafted 10th overall in the draft in June. So... Signed, sealed, and delivered for Bouchard. We'll see if he can crack the roster as a rookie. There's a chance he starts the season with the Oilers. He'll likely head to Europe, I would assume. Play in the preseason game, maybe get some NHL action. We'll have to wait and see. 119 Edmonton, you can text us 630-630. That was NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Hey, BU, thoughts on the top six forwards of Leon and Connor in the middle, left wingers of RNH and Lucic, and right wingers including Yessi and one of Ty Ratty. Our Strom on the top line. He seemed more comfortable in the center position, but I really like his shot, and he could play the wing. Love the show. From Kevin. Well, I think the Oilers will likely uh, play Strom 
at center to start the year. I was surprised that I didn't get more of a look on the wing last season with McDavid. It seemed like uh, they gave up on that idea very quickly. I think the Oilers like Strom down the middle. Strom, I believe, liked playing down the middle as well. He talked about uh, being more comfortable there, understanding his role, and uh, sort of trying to make the most of it. With uh, Bob Stoffer in an interview uh, once he signed his uh, deal. So I, I think Strom, for the most part, will start the season as the Oilers' third line center. Having the flexibility, though, to go to the wing is uh, never a bad option. So perhaps at some point he does get a look. Once again, my uh, top six to start the season would be Nugent Hopkins with McDavid and Raddy on the first line, the second line, dry settle down the middle with Reeder on the left side and Poliarvi on the right side. Yes, I have Lucic starting the season on the third line. And uh, Reed Wilkins will uh, likely debate that with me when he gets in here at around 135. BU, I would have RNH, McDavid, Yamo together. It's a possibility, although I don't think Yamo is going to start there. He'll likely have to work his way uh, up the lineup in the preseason. Maybe he gets a game uh, with McDavid and uh, stands out there. We'll have to wait and see. He was definitely the best player on the ice uh, during the Billy Morris Cup, along with Bouchard. It looked pretty good as well. So, he'll have to prove it. No doubt about that. Reader, dry settle, and Polyarvi, by the way, as we get back to uh, Jordan's text here in Calgary, will be his second line. I fully believe Yamo grabs a job and will be vying for the Calder. Wow, by midseason. Bold prediction time. Save that for Wednesday, Jordan. That was going to be my Oilers topic for July 18th. But uh, Jordan with a pretty good one there to get us going. This texter says, I agree with you 100%. Lucic uh, should start on the third line, prove himself, and then be moved up. See, the thing is, I don't think uh, there'd be a lot of pressure on Lucic to play that third line role. If he's playing with McDavid, all eyes are on Lucic. If he's not putting up numbers, then you'll end up moving him down. May lose some confidence. To me, if he starts on the third line, sort of works uh, his way up, gets that confidence back, then you can maybe move him into the top six. We, we've seen it before. We know he can play there when he's going. You can text us 630-630. There's one about Hemsky here. What? Hammer? Why? Whoever came up with that idea needs to, you know what, shut their trap. He's not the same player. Well, that's why you invite guys like that in on a PTO. By the way, to uh, this one texter asking what a PTO stands for, it's a pro tryout. So, I mean, it's you're not doing any harm by inviting Hemsky. Maybe he surprises. But, of course, I'm, I think the Oilers would do their homework on him first and see if he is indeed healthy after missing basically the last two seasons due to injury. T.O. belongs in T.O. He will be a sideshow. In Edmonton, we don't need to stoop to that level. Danny from Hannah, season ticket holder for the Eskimos. 
Hey, BU, to start the season, I would go with Nuge, McDavid, Ratty, and Kara, Drysettle, and Reader. Kara is a gamble, but a good fit on Drysettle's wing to dominate puck possession down low. If he struggles, swap Lucic in. Lots of love for Jujara Kara. And uh, I talked with Jonathan about how, him a little bit earlier, about what the ceiling potentially is for Kara. I don't think we know at this point what that is. He took a big step last season. We hope he takes uh, another big step forward this season. And if he does, then yeah, sure. Why not try him uh, in your top six at some point if nothing else works? I just don't think that's going to be the first option. And the hope is that, uh, that we find something that works so that they can stick with. Because... You can blame it on the coaching staff. You can blame it on the players. The Oilers' lines were shuffled way too much last season. So some of it's on the coaching staff to stick with something, but some of it's on the players as well. Because if they aren't, you know, producing and finding chemistry, then the coach will switch it up. So you, you, you would hope that somebody comes in and just runs away with uh, that second-line winger spot with Leon Drysettle. To me, that will be one of the areas to watch most uh, attentively during uh, the preseason is who comes in and grabs that spot. And, of course, you could say the same about uh, the right side with uh, McDavid, but I believe that could be Rowdy because at least with McDavid, you likely have that uh, duo with Nugent Hopkins. Now we're looking for that duo, with the, the guy that will uh, be the running mate with Leon Drysaddle. They haven't found that. And that's partly why the lines were being uh, switched so frequently last season. Country Kurt says, whatever the line combinations are, I hope he sticks with them. 10 to 15 games sounds about right to me. The preseason is where you can experiment with all sorts of line combinations, but yes. I think you need to stick with something early and see if you can get some chemistry going. Now, I guess what will change if the Oilers start slow to the year. Or if no one grabs it. But that will be sort of the theme of Oilers training camp. Who looks ready to play with Leon Drysaddle? Who looks ready to play with Connor McDavid? Lots of a competition between Ratty, Poliarvi. Yamamoto, Reader, Lucic will have to earn his spot, I think, in that top six as well. So to me, that will be the most uh, interesting thing to watch for the Oilers in training camp. Share what he says. Yamo for the call there. Laugh out loud. So he's going to outperform Dolan, Shvechnikov, and Peterson. Sorry, I don't see it. I don't see it either. Jordan was uh, giving us a bold prediction uh, out of Calgary there. So, yeah, I don't see it happening either unless he plays the full season on the line with Connor McDavid or a dry settle, which could happen, so you never know. Although Dolan is going to play a lot for Buffalo early, Sveshnikov as well. He could score 30 goals as a rookie. Maybe that's a little bit high. But not out of the realm of possibility. It's 128 in Edmonton. We have Reed Wilkins stopping by. We'll talk more about T.O. A lot of people want to talk about Terrell Lowens today. So, you know, despite it being uh, either you're in or you're not sort of topic, people are talking about him. 
And uh, there is some buzz around this, so we'll have some fun with that with uh, Reed Wilkins at 135. We'll also get Reed's uh, top six to start training camp when we get back after the news with Eileen Bell.